get things done. If it's important, you get it done. Play a record, Carl. Hello, everyone. This is the D-Trap Spinners podcast with everyone's favourite presenters, Miles and Gary, everyone's favourite budget presenters. Mel and Sue, isn't it? They're everyone's yeah. favourite. No, they're better than us. Better no than one. Uh, I don't think there's anyone out there for whom we are the their favourite presenters. But then, mm. you know, you never know. Email in. Um, how, are you, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Just, you know, working on stuff like essays and things like that that oh, you don't find good. interesting. Let's yeah, carry yeah. on because... A lot of people say that Mars, Mars does this, and he'll do this off air as well. He always asks me how I am. What, like he'll say, well, what are you working on at the moment? And the second I start describing it, switch off. he switches off, goes to something else and says, he'll do something like, come on, a bit snappier, like taking the piss. It's really I'm, annoying. I'm just keeping up with the listener figures. And, and what we're being told is a lot of people don't like the preamble. So I want to get to the meat straight away. No, no, I told you that. I think if you like the preamble, let us know, actually, because we were discussing this. And I said they probably don't. I said listeners probably want us to get to the show quicker. But anyway, how are you? We can we can at least discuss that. Oh, I'm right. Actually, you're, you're a man of fraud. You worked in fraud prevention. Gary, in a past life, used to have a job and, and a salary and stuff. Just thinking <laughs> of those days seems so far away. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sponging off the government, baby, for your greed and selfishness. Of the Economic and Social Research Council, actually. All right. Essentially, so I went out for dinner on Wednesday, very excited to to take part in this Eat Out to Dine Out, which I still think they could have come up with a better name, and um, lost lost my wallet, didn't I? And when I checked my bank the next day, had all of these unpaid, all these payments that came out of my account, which were obviously not by me. And I kept transferring money from my savings to my current account because I was like, where's this, where's this happened? I just forgotten that I made some purchases, that like I bought a puppy or something on the way home. And um, yeah, I lost about yeah 200 pounds. So now I've had to input a fraud case um, by by the lovely people at Barclays who do a tremendous job. Uh, shout out to you, uh, Barclays. Um, what do you, you make of that? And he says we should shorten the preamble. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, well, that's a classic fraud. I mean, but it's not even a fraud like where they have had to put in any work. You dropped your wallet like an idiot and they found it and they just did the uh, contactless. Maybe, loads of contactless maybe, payments. Case, yeah. That's how I would have this maybe wait till the, if I was at the Let's maybe wait till the case, the case is cleared because I don't want them to hear this and then go, oh, it was just down to an absolute twat dropping his wallet. Because I want that £120 back. Yeah, because they'll give it to you. You you get it back. You get it back. Because when I checked my um, just the thought of someone's hands on your wallet or your personal possession, that genuinely makes you a bit sick. I was shivering. I was shaking and everything. (laughs) Yeah, I was was really like it wasn't even that much money comparatively, but I just felt like it's um, not nice when you see someone's used your account and stuff. I had a lot of boots uh, advantage points as well. So. That's what I was annoyed about. Like I remember once that's what they spent first, I think. They went to yeah. boot. They spent, oh, these advantage points would get them out of the way. <laughs> I'll buy some face moisturizer. Um, I need face <laughs> moisturizer a lot. Very dry. Well, I was thinking the whole time, actually, that's why I kind of wanted to bring it back to XFM. I was thinking the whole time about Steve drawing 20 quid out of a cash point, 30 quid out of a cash point mm. with someone else's card on a student cam- campus. Mm, classic story. And that was. You know, you can relate 
I try this listeners you can relate if there's not one thing in life you can't relate back to an xfm anecdote we're thinking of doing a feature mars came up with it he said well he'll have two random features or maybe listeners could email in two two random subjects completely random <laughs> and i've got to get from point a to point b using xfm references only. in as few steps possible but mars and i often have phone calls where we will quote XFM maybe on an hour's phone call. We quote XFM probably about 30 times once every two minutes. And it's not just random quoting. It will be related to whatever whatever happens to come up. And there's always a line you can throw in. And it's it's so addictive. Anyway, that is, as we're getting on to XFM, this is the D-Trout Spinners. We are retrospective podcast, retrospective love letter, I like to say, to the Ricky Gervais show on XFM. And today, Mars is going to now tell you what number episode and a little, little pricey of the episode, and we, we then we'll get on to discuss it. You, you're absolutely right. This is uh, <laughs> episode 30, uh, originally broadcast on the 15th of March 2003. Carl's been off ill, much to Ricky's disgust, and a new feature is born when uh, and tension between Carl and Stephen comes to a head when they talk about uh, pub quizzes, their pub quiz team. Gary, I ask you every single week, what are you doing on the 15th of March 2003? I was um, having a bath. So you see, live in a house with a bath. Oh, I, had, I, I had a bath yeah. that whole day. Oh, the whole day. Came out so wrinkly. Can you imagine how wrinkly I'd be after a... Well, after you're like a, a snake. Like, you've got skin like a snake. I always... I'd say Gary's the no, most reptilian comedian I know. Well, at least he said comedian, so I forgive <laughs> anything else in the description. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what I was doing, mate. I was I was living up, living in my parents' house probably, which is very. It feels a lifetime away. It literally does. It feels it feels over a lifetime away that that distance. It really does. So since then, I've moved to Brighton. Whole new life. So I don't remember what I was doing. I, I'll tell you what I wish I was doing. I wish I was listening live to the XFM show and then I could have got in contact with them and maybe had emails read out. I always think that, don't you think? You just wish <laughs> you just Did you get your mum and your dad to clean your flat? Yeah. No, yeah. They um, no, they got me to clean the, the house all oh. the time. Anyway, that's... that's Different quite... times. Gary, uh, what are your initial takeaways, thoughts from the app in question? Um, yeah, it's a very good app. Yeah, you, you mentioned the toilet chat. I think it's probably one of the classic XFM moments, that whole chat. And um, Which one? The, the, which one? The, the toilet chat. But uh, as we kind of discussed this earlier in the week, just off, off air, you, you sort of said maybe that's where they got as close to the bone as possible. And I agree. It is. They got very close to the bone of what is like acceptable or not and it certainly wouldn't be acceptable anywhere today in media but at the t- but it's still very very funny so it's a very good when you actually think about what they're talking about because they're talking about um having several different types ty- different types of toilets because carl's gone into the toilet and there's been a little gay fella next to him and he was worried that that he's looking at his yeah, no. that's not, that's not the funny bit, by the way. I'm, when I mean, I just mean the payoff at the end where he talks about that's the first time he's seen that when he, <laughs> you know, a woman on the toilet. And the, so, yeah, it's um, it's 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 funny stuff in general. But the chat is a bit, and it's kind of like it's it's Carl being deliberately playing dumbing down to his because he know he knows that's I I don't know he he knows that's a ridiculous suggestion, but. It's it's kind of and again it's very childlike but I, th- I think deliberately so I think he puts it on a bit. Are you a fan of the unisex toilets? 
well I don't support them and give them money like send them donations every I'm not a fan in that sense but um I think yeah they're fine yeah I there's a club in Brighton I think it's revenge or there's another club where they have uh they do yeah I've been in uh, there mixed toilets <laughs> yeah and it's um it's nice to wash your hands next to a woman I don't mind the hands but I don't mind the ha- like sharing the hands but I I will say this I think men and women have very different bathroom habits and men are slightly worse in that arena and i don't want a woman a woman or um anyone to hear anything i want my privacy most people in a club or a restaurant they go because because they're normal people they go to have a wee but you well i'm not doing that (laughs) no and it's not been with miles where he's had emergency toilet trips and it's it's not pleasant but yeah I, I i'm not bothered to his if i go i i don't care there was one time in brighton where i went and we you were sitting right outside because the table oh, was gosh. right by the side and i was i had the a really bad sound and my god the sounds there but i didn't particularly mind you must have heard some you must have well no there are some bad toilets where there's just one cubicle i've been to some and it's just been one men and women using the same one cubicle and i just think there's got to be a better way of doing this. There's got to be. There's nothing inherently different other than physical properties that. Are, but there's nothing inherently different about what comes out of a man or a woman. It's I not. I don't care about that. I care about like. I think it's just privacy. I want privacy. I mean, ideally, I'd have my own cubicle in every single bar or restaurant that I. I yeah, just the Mars the MP, the lounge. But um, and he would, ladies and gentlemen. That's not a joke. He would. Uh, he yeah, would if he was rich enough, he would set up that system. <laughs> he's that arrogant but um anyway coming back to the episode that's what i think of it i think it's a good one there's other good moments as well i've i've got some good quotes which we'll come to later by the way quotes coming later we've also got extra in the community which will come later and some rock busters maybe yeah a listener why not brian and um yeah but what are your thoughts on the episode what's your just initial takeaway i think it's a really good episode actually there are so many great moments and great anecdotes that you find out more about Carl and the animosity that builds between Steve and Carl. <laughs> and yeah, Steve's like Carl always says like you know I'm not getting a good not getting a good vibe off you, Steve. Like he always he does he always does this. He always puts my ideas down. And like Steve's little comments as he tries to edit um Carl's features, you know. Yeah, Steve so and Ricky, the, the artist, not the song. And yeah, but that is a good like, suggestion though. That's a, that was and then they I went. Know. Um, this this episode is also notable because it's the first songs of phrase, which they call crosswords, but then it becomes songs of phrase, and also cheapest chimps, which, oh, like, for how you get cheapest chips? By his own admission, he says you, you get start off with a pun and you come up with a game later. So you got cheapest chips, which is a a phrase from um David Dickinson, yeah, from Bargain Hunt, a British TV personality. How you get from that to cheapest chimps? Which is basically you ask someone a question about a chimp. <laughs> well, it's very close. It's, it sounds similar. So you just can't. And, he, and they've been talking because in the previous few shows, that's when they started to talk about monkeys much more. They're doing monkey news. And he obviously just came up with the feature cheapest chimps, which which I've, I've written down because I think Carl's features are stupid, yet they're genuinely creative. I think that's quite creative. And they only do it cheapest chimps this week and next week. And then they drop the feature. Well, that's- so songs of phrases very creative you know oh, songs he, of phrase, yeah phrase is 
they are stupid, like the origins, but it's that stupid genius that Carl is. And yeah. he's shown by things like cheapest genius, which is, you know, that's why that's why we're dropping the feature. That's next week, because it's not a cheap, which is just well, great. About how many, I was thinking about how many other questions you could have asked on cheapest chips, because you're right, they go, how many, how many bananas does it eat? There's <laughs> a little chimp in London Zoo eat a day. And if you wanted a chimp, how much will it cost you? I don't know where you go from there. The first, yeah, I know. There's only, like, how cheap is it to feed it and how cheap is it to buy it, basically, those two <laughs> things. So, But I think with that chat when the, the, um, when he's asking how many bananas does he eat, it's funny because, like, it starts off with... Because it's a simple question. It, it starts off with Steve kind of asking questions, like, logical questions to try and get to the bottom of what he's actually asking. And Ricky's just in the background laughing and kind of his attitude is like, well, just get on with it, Steve. And he's just laughing away at the questions. As soon as he turns on Ricky and he starts and Ricky starts asking those questions, Ricky gets really pissed off that they kind of he comes back and say, he's like, well, I need, I need to know. What do you mean? What, they just feed it. One, like he genuinely gets annoyed because he he likes to get every single thing he's asked. Right. I think like that's one of the few times he's. I, he's genuinely annoyed that time. A lot of times he puts on anger, he puts on sadness, he puts on happy, he, he pretends a lot. But I think that he genuinely got annoyed there because he's asked a question. It's about like science. So he, he loves getting questions like that right. But it's a, it's a, it's so ambiguous a question. He's just asking questions and Carl kind of doesn't tell him the answers. He doesn't, he doesn't sort of let him know what exactly he's asking. And Ricky really gets pissed off. Ricky does, if, listen back. Ricky's so pissed off and it's it's funny to hear because it's part of Ricky's personality even then he likes to get everything right he doesn't like to kind of get questions wrong and he goes and he goes somewhere I can't remember he says like eight bananas he goes well it's only one well yeah because they only give it one and he's, he's genuinely gems. yeah but he he it's one of the few times he gets annoyed I love, I think that's one of the best features that I think that's probably up though and honestly how many bananas does he eat that's yeah it's not like yeah it's right it's not like it's just choosing how many bananas to eat it's like how many do they give it and they give i, I think they give them more than one banana actually but he obviously <laughs> ran to check which to be fair to carl at least he's putting the effort in and doing that because ricky can you imagine ricky and steve doing something like that for a feature no do that. at least he did but but that's what i mean um steve, yeah when, when we were talking about steve and his like negativity like, it's funny because yeah Rick, ricky and steve would never put any effort but they still want to like i i actually think steve wanted to have like a longer career in radio and he does actually mention that well he did how, go into radio on six music but he did a radio show that was short-lived so yeah he's he's definitely more interested in radio than the other two and he he has he did say on the show i kind of hoped i had a long career i'd have a long career in radio but basically you two are ruining it for me by being yeah, yeah. In different ways. so that was on a previous show but yeah he's very interested in radio but which I, we can relate to i think we're both interested in radio more than tv in some ways they're arguing whose fault it is why this show is rubbish that's another think of that. yeah <laughs> last week's episode which is available to listen on uh, apple spotify and also as you say on that feature carl actually says this week he says i only come up with these features because you don't come up with anything that's true like <laughs> that's so that's so true like to be fair he put the effort in and he was doing a very demanding job we spoke to andrew phillips you know the he had to do a lot carl 
and he's still putting in he's still like ringing london zoo to check out how, how many bananas you feed a chimp <laughs> each day so you know this episode also has the infamous uh rampart at christmas story oh, yeah. which is you know one of i think probably one of the go-to stories when you think of when when someone says carl like well i think the toilet chat in this week is also the end where you, you know and you see everything but um yeah i think that oh, we'll and, come you, see, and you see everything i forgot about that how they definitely 100 percent rick and C definitely took that for extras with patrick stewart 100 percent they took well, that yeah, i've never made that link and you see everything like that's something that is so she was common. scrabbling around getting yeah I saw it. everything at that time on the grass. Yeah, I mean, I to be fair, I don't see that as plagiarism because you know it's just something said. You know, a lot of people, everyone's taking. Even if you write something on your own that's completely original, you're taking from things that people have said oh, around you. You're taking from your own experience. So, but that's a very specific line, and to be delivered that specifically by Patrick Stewart in the same way when they talk about the masturbate into a flip pen. Pen, they've stood a that. nudie pen like um but yeah just to come back to the ram pack so carl's been <laughs> they talk about how he's not great at gift buying because he bought suzanne a little pair of gloves, woolen uh, gloves. Woolen... <laughs> for an anniversary or birthday oh um, weren't those little woolen ones because <laughs> i laugh so they joke about how he had spent so much at the start of the relationship that he doesn't feel like he needs to do that now and it's because of his dad and he's got this hang up you know unlike abuse He's got bad yeah. by it. That's his abuse. Anyone who listens to this show and is in a long-term relationship, I do think your enthusiasm for gifts does dwindle with time and your imagination. It's hard enough to buy imagination for like your loved, like all of your loved ones, family who you've known for like 30 years. You know, know. what do you I buy? Think... What do you possibly buy for your dad or your mum? Well, I just send my dad a card. Um, uh, I can recommend it. Modern Toss. If, you, if you're ever looking for yeah. a funny card, a Modern Toss card, that's enough. I, I usually send cards, to be honest. But, yeah, when I was... Oh, didn't you send him, like, Formula One, like, tickets? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I don't usually get him present. But he, he was his 60th this year. So I got him a ticket to a Formula One race at Silverstone, which actually didn't happen in the end, but has been transferred to next year because of COVID. But... Yeah, that so like for big anniversaries, I get presents. But I do remember in relationships, like I, I got some really good presents from Daisy, my 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 longer term ex, my re- most recent one. She got me um, a 3DS. It's like Carl. She got me a little handheld game system, <laughs> like 3DS. And I, to be fair, I did import once a um, a necklace. It just happened to come from Israel for some reason. That's where it was made. Like I ordered it in time. It was come. Kind of, got a letter through the post it said um we have impounded your your purchase uh, at customs it's it's been it's been stopped for a random check it, no drugs found or anything it's just been stopped for a random check if you want to release it you have to pay something like 70 quid so i had to ring up and pay 70 quid what? To get it did you really some check and do you know leaving the eu this is one thing i know but in the eu that can't happen so if it came from the eu that was free trade so you cannot you're not legally allowed to do that at customs not, but now we're not in the eu that can happen to anything you import at any time they just stop it randomly and open it to check it for drugs and then they imp- they impound it i don't know what the law is on that but they just impound it and say if you want to have it you you have to pay 70 quid must to be just like a random like product check yeah that. but it's it, it it happens like in every, one in every 12 i think um imports that happen so 
bear that in mind. So great job, everyone, leaving the EU and well done to everyone. But Getting yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the best present I've got. I think she still wears that to this day. Oh, well, I've got kitten news. I'm going to get a kitten, I think. So Gary's getting not one, maybe two. God, you've really like I'm an old cat lady. What you've always meant, what you've always meant to be. Wait, I was I was born to um, interact (laughs) with cats and no humans. This is that's one step up from a fish, I'll tell you. It is. I think it's about three steps up for a fish. House. Then a beaver and then a cat. <laughs> sort of look your way up. Oh, yeah. Well, that kind of brings us back actually, because when uh, Carl's talking about the unruly cat that used, he used to sit on uh, his lap down the Rosses so that he didn't move, because he, he said, I always made some laugh. He says, I had a lot of energy as a kid. Like he's about 50 then. Like he's, he's yeah. 30. He's then, only but... 30, yeah. <laughs> he said, and he's talking about can't be bothered to have sex anymore. Had a lot of energy, but doesn't now. Been there, Always done. tired and having loads of holidays. I know, but he did work hard. In all, he played a kind of like that character a bit more than he was. He played up to that side of his character. He's certainly one thing. Carl wasn't. He's lazy. Like he was. He was unenthusiastic about everything, but he's not. He's not lazy. I'd say. I love that story about the rampart because it's like everything, isn't it? You've got your favourite thing at Christmas, but hasn't all turned out great. Like, and it's related. Like, I think everyone's had an experience where they get a present or something, especially back in those days, where oh suddenly it needed batteries. I've had an experience. experience yeah. That. Like not quite like that, but but it's funny that it's kind of it's at Christmas and he actually got physically sick. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> just immediately sick. Yeah, but I can totally imagine that because he, he he was a stressed and anxious kid, which I can totally believe. What would Carl have been like though as a child? Like to be stressed and anxious when you're a kid is pretty. I mean, that's pretty stressed and anxious. <laughs> I can't. I think Carl makes up for that by never being stressed or anxious, kind of in as an adult. Like, but he was as a kid. I, I don't know. Like losing I think his hair. He's must... internalized a lot of his stress and anxiety because even now, in interviews, he talks so profoundly and philosophically about about life and yeah he comes right. out with these absolute pearls of wisdom when he's talking about like um when he's talking about life generally and not being happy and like what when will i be happy and when will i know that you know i've reached that pinnacle of happiness he is definitely that internalized all of that anxiety and it comes out more in his creative work now well i mean i think i think that carl is kind of he's at, that's the thing carl can reflect in that philosophical way about happiness and life and problems and things like that now on the show the way he plays himself on the show and he he is he is true to himself but he does play out certain features he doesn't play that he doesn't have that kind of awareness or ability to reflect but actually in reality he's always had that and he probably reflects better on things like that than ricky and steve do these days like he's oh, better, I think, in an interview, yeah. which shows a lot of intelligence and, you know, um, as you say, creativity. And he's put it into his work. But, yeah, I people say money doesn't bring you happiness, which I kind of don't believe it. it I'm not saying it definitely creates happiness, but it creates an environment where you you're far more likely to be happy. But Carl saying that money doesn't bring him happiness. I totally believe like I genuinely believe that. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think he money is any is is anything to him other than just having a, 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 a kitchen yeah you know? and well even now when he talks about when i've heard interviews with him this always gets me he says i've tried a couple of times to retire and i'm like what to even be in a position where you can you've got the choice to retire yeah of course he has well, I, it, 
I know. Yeah, but the choice to retire after um, an idiot abroad, but the money which continue like people will still be buying DVDs or downloading it legally uh, wherever it's streamed from, and you, he'll still get royalties from that to this day. An idiot mm. abroad. So that'll be enough. And I think Ricky and Steve did genuinely pay him fairly for that. I can imagine oh, because it's all, like it, on screen, it's about eighty-five percent Carl and just fifteen percent them. Yeah. Like, Given him directions and things so yeah he he could have retired but it's you know it's to his credit that he's decided to do he's sick of it for example yeah difficult thing it's right from scratch and on his own and so i give him a lot of credit when he doesn't need the money you know so Mm. and the money's important to him but he's obviously got something that he needs to like the story's not told yet he's obviously like to get it out yeah yeah absolutely yeah there's a fantastic I'll, I'll put it a link in the description i don't think we've talked about it before but uh that clip on radio with ricky and um uh, richard bacon where he's talking about where's the pot where's the pot yeah, of money yeah, yeah. because richard you you know you don't you don't see hide a hair of that like it's, everyone's got their hand in saying where's the pot he's, <laughs> and, yeah, and ricky gets that... all the noise saying like um he thinks he's going to get a little paycheck and a little envelope every week it doesn't work like that like no. you know how do you know how it does work like you like all royalties are paid in April, I think. And or, so whatever you like, whatever you do from May onwards, you don't get any money. And then you get a year's worth of money every April. I don't know why. Is that just tax that. year, though? No, so it's, I, it might not even be related to tax year. It might be it might be June or July. I think it's April. It might be to do with tax. But yeah, royalties for songs and things like that. The artists will get paid bang on one day a year basically but it, you're getting obviously Carl hadn't been paid to, up to that point but once he did get to April he's got enough money to not yeah but you think of all these one hit wonders like bands from like the 80s 70s whatever like if you're Chesney Hawks I am the one and only yeah he, could, still, live, he could live but he would be able to live quite comfortably off that wouldn't he absolutely we were in a pub Mars and I and we do attract weirdos <laughs> but he's, he's an interesting guy but an interesting guy actually he wasn't like there's some people who are genuinely like annoying and on drugs and things and this guy wasn't I think he's was on drugs but he, he was, we was just chatting to us he just started chatting to us and we, he was friendly and things and then he he just happened to mention that he wrote what what song was it that he wrote and oh god it, it was some it was, really like classic trance yeah it's like a trance album from the 90s but it's a trance crossover like a trance pop kind of thing and it got yeah, yeah, yeah. number four in the charts and um i thought he it, it was a saturday so to be fair but i don't think he has a job i think he just lives off that and that was a number four hit that probably isn't as famous but chesney hawks does could live off I'm the one and only for the next, you know, yeah. for his entire life. But this guy was, I think, living off that number four hit, which is the only hit he wrote because he said. He said I that. think we're in the wrong trade. Yeah, songwriting. Can we just like do a Eurovision hit or something? I love you, baby. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the most generic lyrics that possible. A lot of people said, um, uh, got some feedback the other day saying, um, uh, a lot of our jokes don't land and just like feels really awkward. Oh, well, so, yeah, well, actually, we did. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about this, but that isn't the general feedback. But yeah, there are people, some people didn't like it. And that was one of them. Yeah, that's that's just, you know, it's different jokes for different folks. That's what I say. Oh, there you go. And you just saved it. Um, uh, Steve says at one point during this episode, people like you, Gervais, I really didn't like at school. You're a stirrer, Gervais. You flip from one side to the next. You know, at least me, at least me and Kyle are consistent. It's very true. I was watching a clip of... um. Earlier, I, t- I texted you, didn't I? Like a, a DVD extra from the office. I was in one of those nostalgic mood days, yeah. uh, which I call a weekday. 
Oh, Is there wine involved? I was just thinking about Ricky and Steve and their friendship. You know, because Steve at school, I can imagine he probably was bullied a little bit. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah. I would have thought. I mean, I don't know that, but it's all really, like when he was thirteen, he was six foot. It's just that alone. It's, and he's very thin, so. But I think uh, that's what I mean. Stephen's always really grounded, isn't he? Like, yeah. I, I don't think Ricky was a bully ever. Actually, I think he was just always a bit of a like class clown. But say, I think Ricky crossed over into being a bit of a bully at times. But I, I still think it's funny. And but he he did cross the line. I think at times it, during the. But I love, but I love the the sort of sensitive side that Rick that Steve shows because Steve does put up with hell of a lot of shit like on the oh, show. Oh, on the show, yeah. Like, but to From then to go. Yeah, exactly. But then to go, people are like you. I really didn't like it, right? So it's it's ironic now that they're friends. But um, well, they're not yeah, now. But that's not to say, you know, obviously you have to get on with all your friends immediately. Like most most of my friends, like we've said before, they've been enemies, Gary. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've I've got friends like that who I hated at first. But the thing is, like when it's a close friendship, as Ricky and Steve were back then, you can get away with more. Like we, like you saying, I've got scaly skin. If so, if someone came up. Which I don't, but if someone came up and just said that to me, I didn't know, like I met in a pub. Oh, that's very offensive. But for you and I, you know, we both, it's a mutual thing. We both yeah. take the But it, it's it's like, a, if you said something that was genuinely kind of partly true, that's when it starts hitting on something that's not nice. But which you, you don't, it's things that are, you know, sort of a bit fantastical. But with Ricky, he hits on he with the things he picks on uh, Steve with are absolutely true like they're based on reality like Lanky Streak of Piss I'm not saying he literally is but that's freaking goggle eye you know it's just but it's very funny but he does cross the line but that's what that's what makes it a great that's what makes it an unbelievably like um sort of show, a show that's lived on through a, a different generation because they're so honest on air you don't get shows like that there's no production they just say, like, they take the piss. Like, I mean, I know some shows the, the presenters banter a bit, but with this show, it's there's no filter. They just say what they would have said. In, yeah. And that's why it's such a good show. You so anyway. try and, like, there's a lot of, um. I obviously, when, when I've got an evening free. um, Just glance to his <laughs> other half. Yeah. Hear that. So, yeah. <laughs> No, when when I've got any when I've got an evening free, I'm just like Mars has just been um, told off by, <laughs> by eye contact alone. When I'm just on online, yeah, people are like looking for recommendations, like what what's the closest thing you can find to an XFM show? And I've I've found a couple of examples like Atletico Mints and, but probably for me, you know, I think Radio X has carried on a lot of like the good sort of foundations that xfm is not the same but it's never like, I, I was listening to like like ls james and john robbins who i who i absolutely love um we saw john robbins that, that, in Edinburgh. yeah and they definitely do cultivate that kind of anarchic atmosphere on on air when they kind of like forget their links or you know, yes yeah, it's, it's, it's very happy but quite i would have thought Control. that's quite deliberate yeah, yeah. Um, but with the Ricky Gervais show, they—I don't think they sat down and planned to do it. That's why with the Ricky Gervais podcast, it's not as good because they sat down, they had probably lots of conversations. They said, Carl, we want this, this, this from you, and it's planned, and it's just they're not as good. They're not as good. But the XFM shows, they didn't, Ricky planned nothing. I know Carl planned the features, but the chat was not planned. You're right, Ellis James and John Robbins are good. I've listened to them a little bit. But the closest I've found is uh, the Johnny Vaughan show. Johnny Johnny Vaughan is uh, a, like Ricky, an incredibly annoying person. But 
unbelievably talented and you get that combination with and he brings in two mates basically to have the show i don't know on xfm on radio x i should say whether it's the same two people but the two people he had there was there was genuine tension sometimes there was like they were actually being like they were actually sort of slagging each other off genuinely sometimes and it was it was fascinating to listen to it was always funny but just really interesting to hear the dynamic of people that aren't preparing their dynamic in any way it's just genuine and that's why the xfm shows live on to this day it must be it must be quite hard though now because obviously everything's got to be you've obviously got commercial stations they're allowed a little bit more leeway because they're from by adverts and you can kind of you can say brands and you can like do all that sort of stuff and you can be I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's as much pressure as obviously that is strained on the BBC, you know, but, but that's not to say that BBC do some phenomenal work and probably the best radio work actually in this country, to be honest. Absolutely. People slag it off, but you know, I hate it when people slag off the BBC. It really pisses me off actually. But I think like radio, it's a sort of self self styled kind of alternative. And so I can imagine the bosses and stuff are still pretty in tune with their their audience. They kind of know yeah. they they know that it's absolutely fine for the presenters to have a gaff on air, and that's absolutely yeah. fine. Well, when we interviewed Andrew Phillips, I think in general, you know, it's a great it's a great experience to interview him. But in general, he didn't come across like someone I'd imagine would be a station manager at the BBC. He he, as a person, he was very kind of in that spirit of xfm what you'd expect and the station managers there allow far more but actually on the bbc the one thing i would say is actually the producers there and the program controllers they are very strict and you can get away with far less but with a commercial radio station you're not beholden to license fee payers and government subsidies and things like that so you can kind of get away with more but i don't think you'd get away with things like the toilet chat in this episode (laughs) now or i don't think freak of the week. would allow that but um or cheeky freak of the week probably as well but you know it's lovely that it did happen and we can still listen to this day it just won't happen again i've seen people there was someone on twitter on our twitter page who said you know oh i really wish you'd do more podcasts at ricky gervais you know but i don't i i i don't want them to do any more podcasts in fact if they did i probably wouldn't listen to a lot of it because it's like when he redid the office and life on the road i didn't it was just wrong to bring it back and it would be wrong to bring this back because it's very of its time in that sense i would agree we're going to have a little musical interlude coming up soon this has been a sort of regular sort of feature it's my theme tune. <laughs> it is actually but before we do that um ryan uh, has been in touch again i'm going to call them ryan busters actually now and he's given us some <laughs> he's a detroutee of the show if you're if you're a regular listen to uh, the detroutsmans you are a detroutee and he says great show again guys love the music in the break which of course last week we played Chaz and dave um so do 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 listen back to that because it's, it's great you were saying about featuring news articles and maybe some of carl's old stories in case you didn't already know that anna knew Ananova Nanuva news website is still running. Not sure if they have any of the old stories, but I'll find them and I'll send them over. And he was very impressed that you got the last clue from um, you know, the little wine, little little wine from last week. What was it? I can't remember. Oh, it's like the Australian fellow is asking for a small glass of uh wine, and it was a uh, Lil Wayne. Lil, Lil Wayne, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also says that his mate Ross listens. So, uh, hi Ross. Oh. Um, that's that's two that we can go to the advertisers with and say we've got two <laughs> listeners we've got at least two 
Thanks, no, James. So what thanks do, when we do listening. we do a newsletter, it'll be all good. He's given us some rockbusters, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send them to you, and then we'll play our music. Here we go. Number one, the Royal Mail is delivering fruit. P.M. Number two, those people keep throwing their lunch around. F.F. And number three, France this Spanish fella. Oh, sorry, I, I know what you can give. Oh, that's really FF. That's a good one. Number three, this Spanish fella is happy with his new house. That's K. Do stay yeah, tuned, guys. We've got lots of stuff coming up. We've got XFM in the community. We've got our favourite quotes. But now we're going to play a little bit of music. I was born depressed and uh, I am up in one big mess and trip around it. Trip around it.
could have written those lyrics. I think I did at school. I, I think mean, you did. But yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's my theme tune. And, yeah, uh, it's good. That, that, actually, it's genuine, genuinely good song, isn't it? That was born depressed. Why everyone says they're called Toffee, but they're actually called Drill Queen. Yeah, they they changed their name. <laughs> I don't know. I think they've always been called Drill Queen. Better than Picture Center. Yeah. <laughs> and we were only allowed. I spoke to their guys uh, in the week, and uh, we were allowed to play the track, providing we say how good looking the lead singer is now. Or was, or still is. I, do, I to be honest, I, I don't like that because I like to think of myself as the best looking person, you know, in a group of people, and I'm clearly not because I'm. No. But, but I don't like it when someone else asserts their, you know, how, attractiveness. Uh, I feel you, I feel intimidated, Miles. Well, you what? should. You should. You I really should. should as well. Yeah. So before the break, we left you with some of Ryan's busters, which is what I'm calling them. And uh, Gary, how did you do? Uh, can't even remember the clues, mate. All oh, right. Well, let's go. I've got Franz, food, Franz food in hand or something. Well, Franz food in hand. Let's go through them first. So number one was the Royal Mail is delivering fruit. That was PM. And that was uh, Post Melon. Post Melon. Post Malone. He's a rapper. He did preface it. He did a <laughs> preface Gary it. Gary will not know. He probably he says, he's a rapper slash singer in case you don't know him. Um, I, I actually did come up with a rock buster, which was um, I'm going to pay that bank transfer later, which was post my loan, post my loan. So yeah. good one. Not bad. All, all, all great stuff, mate. All good stuff. Number two, those you people. You're Patrick Kilty. <laughs> <laughs> those people keep throwing their lunch around and you think it's franz food in hand can you yeah. think uh do you think it is that i i do yeah but i don't know i don't, I don't know it's called the food the food fighters the food fi- food, oh, fight- food fighters food fighters yeah no ryan i i do appreciate your emails so i'm never gonna slag <laughs> you off personally but we'll slag your clues off no they're they're good they're fun they're funny number three <laughs> this is the last one oh, okay, this yeah. is uh this spanish fella is happy with his new house and the answer that was k the answer is casabian like casabian literally the words of spanish for house and good which i think that's um that's actually what carl says because i'm having can't trouble say saying can't say bien. yeah can't i'm say. having trouble saying the french word for well which can't say bien can't say bien good one ryan well no wrong but it's not a good one but yeah no it's, it's good no it is good it's thanks ryan i appreciate them no they're good they're good the best stuff someone posted on the reddit thread um and said this boat likes his wine it was just a picture of d martin and i wish that i'd come up with oh, that as a brilliant. Brilliant. So yeah. welcome back everyone this is the d trout spinners podcast with miles and gary hope you enjoyed that break i know i did yeah, um, yeah we um we <laughs> our lives a little bit <laughs> no you've just joined us we're about to do some of our favorite quotes this uh, this was from episode 30 on the 15th of march 2003 do you want to start us off and you see everything i've already said that one so I see it's a good one though and the, my one is a uh, cr- crush grapes crush, crush grapes he's talking to getting annoyed yeah. You know, this episode is actually a bit naughty because he does talk about the uh, Very little fella with the um, another naughty bit that I didn't mention before. But that is incredibly naughty, isn't it? If you think about how how that will go down today, you would well, not the fellow with agencies. No, yeah, no, the, the the crushing grapes thing. 
as well, just apart from that's not as bad as um, not when as he's talking about amazing toilets. When he's talking about the bloke with um the agent disease and says he's got a theory about freaks where even freaks <laughs> about he's only having his photo taken because he looks like that. Oh yeah, and it's just it, I love Carl. The way the fine thing that's funny about that that Carl like does this analysis that doesn't exist. It's only in his head. So like when he's talking about a, a man being beheaded in the olden days, he's like, and he said, "Oh, I see you in the morning." Like he just comes up with different things that happen that you, he's just completely embellished. And that one, he's like, Steve said, "Well, may, maybe it was." A, christmas family photo and he's like no you can see one of them wants to get away he's just coming quickly for the photo how carl could possibly tell that i don't know back to favorite quotes so this is this is one it's not a funny quote but i just love the way ricky says get things done if it's important you get it done play a record carl <laughs> I just, uh, get I like that one. Done. it's important you get it done play a record carl number one of mine is uh cheap as chimps what is this, that's how the feature is going to end is it every week you just go that's cheap as chimps yeah that's good um oh what do you mean you've let us down again you should have been here you know what do you that's when he's he's coming up with like phrases from the show oh yeah phrases like oh what do you mean you know you've let us down again you should have been here (laughs) i just like i love the way they do that this car's been a holiday again so to add to that feature that's not true i just love ricky's little disclaimer at the end just that's not true absolutely uh it 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 (laughs) <laughs> they found a load of monkeys somewhere that are uh, having a good chat yeah <laughs> this is brilliant this is brilliant um to catch them out to catch them out don't i love at the end when he goes um because ricky wants to talk about it. no pay record pay record that's it that's it because he knows that that's a good yeah, way yeah, to end no, the show yeah. as well as they lose pounds they get pounds as they lose pounds they get pounds that's, actually, that's actually genuinely a good idea for a tv show that is i think that's a good idea famine academy i don't think he calls it this word but he's he said it before famine fame academy really dates the show doesn't it because yeah, that never so like it, it only had one series like if they talked about x factor back then which i don't think was out back then but that wouldn't age it because x factor is still going but fame academy was just a big flop i think they had two series it really was. um definitely not said in china uh, <laughs> that's my last one what's my, your last one Go on. my last one is Took you a long time. I'll be in it. If we're talking about getting in from Monday, I guess it took a long time. A long time. A little weekend. Um, your favourite quotes on the in the usual ways. That's Who's at doing? Spinners Podcast on Twitter or on email spinnerspodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with me on uh, Instagram at Duchess underscore Pernell. Why you'd want to do that? I don't know, but maybe some people would. <laughs> But now it's time for oh, I like this feature XFM in the community. We need a jingle for this. We we do need a jingle. I think. You keep saying it. When are we going to do one? Saying it. We don't, I've done nothing about it, Miles. But <laughs> I, I'm like Ricky. We need features, but I don't want to do anything towards them. <laughs> XFM in the community is basically where we um we read your emails and and your tweets well, on, on air. Yeah, not all of them, but just a selection. I'm just going to start with a little thing. I, I put out, because it's related to this show this week, I put out, who would be your ideal pub quiz team member? And I said we'll be discussing the results on the show, so I will do that. I put Carl, Ricky, Steve and Danny Minogue. So <laughs> did you see the results of this or do you, do you want to guess? I haven't, no. Who was okay. it? What is your, what's your guess? Who, who do you think most people wanted? It's going to be Ricky. It is Ricky. Yeah. 46%. Next. 
Oh, Steve. Yeah, 27%. Carl? No, next is joint. Carl and Danny Minogue were both <laughs> on 13%, which I think is three votes. So well, Danny Minogue definitely knew the question that was about her. So Yeah, she would know that question. But um, yeah, that was a little thing. But yeah, go on. You've got some bits as well, haven't you? Yeah, so Can't this is from a, a new listener called Rich McCain. He got in touch this morning. He says, uh, love your podcasts. I've been listening to XFM tapes every single day without fail. Partially at bedtime since 2007. 2007, oh, wow. I was 17. Good good year that was. Um, I'm in that place where I know them word for word. I know what's coming, but it's still as funny as, as every time. The things you say about your own experiences of the shows resonate with me so much. Great work. So thanks for that, Rich. Yeah, um, well, appreciate that, Rich. To the club. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, 2007. Yeah, was I listening to them then? I don't think I was. I think I started in about 2011. So I don't even know where they are available in 2007. But you, you must know them word for word because we know them word for word pretty much. But if you've been listening for five more years than us, you must know them <laughs> word for word. But you're right. They never kind of lose their their allure no matter how many times you listen to them. Um, I put out on Twitter this week, your absolute favourites song ever played on the X-Fan Ricky Gervais show. Now, we got quite a lot of feedback to this, so I'm just going to go through some of these. Um, by the way, I'll ask you first, Miles, what's your favourite song that's always ever played on the on the show? Uh, so, for me, it's probably a joint one. So, it's R.E.M. Night Swimming, which I lo- love that mm, song. Mm. I didn't know and that. I was, no, and I was kind of a latecomer to rem generally like i really wanted to get into them and i've watched some like live sets since then but that is that is a fantastic song and they they always hit the nail on the head with their lyrics and I'm the other really... one is uh bruce springsteen um atlantic city yeah good answers people put mr dilkington said wonderful tonight with carl's explanation about how it's about a little fella <laughs> in a wheelchair which is a great song on its own it's a funny feature but it's actually a really good song how, uh, how hard is it to think of that song though without thinking of a little fella in a wheelchair oh you I, we no none of us who've ever listened to the xfm shows can ever listen to that song without him being like trying to reach the light with his hands which he can do <laughs> um traveling blade um says probably all along the watchtower again a very good one which is uh that's bruce springsteen isn't it no that's Jimi hendrix isn't it hendrix i don't know all along the watchtower. i don't know i don't know the song very well but um i'm yeah writing for the nme but um <laughs> yeah jh jack hughes says nick this record one more time by dazzling darren yeah that's in um series one, series one. Uh, carl does like his own mix of um britney spears and um is it junkie excel or someone like that he does his yeah. own uh mix which yeah. again shows you know carl you can imagine like you know when you're young I, I mean yeah if any listeners were like djs in a former life or did that was something a lot of people did when i was young in my town were like you know they tried their hand at djing on like local pubs and even my um my 18th birthday i had someone from school who was a said he was a dj i mean he played all the songs i wanted him to so. <laughs> Probably. um yeah and uh yeah no it's interesting and um from steve mate cd's monkey man the stones um which again i think wait, is, serious is that wait, waiting on a friend yeah that was that was john d by the way and yusuf has said i really like mississippi by bob dylan but i'd heard that before of the ones i'd never heard prior to the show probably the no doubt version of it's my life got a soft spot for the bad babysitter too 
thanks to the big hip hop selection by Steve Merchant. Um, thank you, Yusuf. Typically um, thoughtful reply and interaction with us. So thank you for that. And that was always what Jonathan Ross said um, in, in series one. He goes, let's have more on that that instantly forgettable hip hop on Hip Hop Array by Steve yeah. Merchant, which always seems I always find it really strange that Steve Merchant was into hip hop and it was definitely a phase in his life and I think I've actually heard him speaking um like they've I think they've all done Desert Island Discs actually I'll put a link in the description of um like Ricky Steve I would love to hear Carl Pilkington on Desert Island Discs I think that would be fantastic so if yeah. uh, if Lauren Laverne's listening you know hook him up yeah, yeah it would be good on that point Sam actually put what his best he said that version of Chelsea Hotel is great I love the Kings of Convenience version of Once Around the Block too but he says worse though all of the hip-hop that Steve Merchant ever played the opportunity to defend yourself for subjecting us to the bad babysitter is now if you'd like to take it so he, <laughs> didn't, he didn't reply to that so um yeah, but so some people, uh, bad babysitter was mentioned by a few people. So he didn't, he didn't like it though. And I don't, I don't like hip hop at all. So I have no interest in anything hip hop unless it has Mr. Cheeks in it. <laughs> but, um, I'll just do a couple more. Nick, um, Yoshimi battles the pink robots. Good song. That's by ARP 1878. Defo not Eric Clapton. Ruined forever now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's from Jake. That killing of Georgie is all right. That's from HJ. Handazarus. I love I'm Killing Georgie. I think that's a great song. It's a great song, yeah. But again, he's kind of, Carl's made us all think of it in a certain way. Like, we all have the image of his image. Uh, It's My Life, no doubt. Uh, Someone mentioned that before, but Dominic Mark Ashman also thinks so. Um, Let's see. Those Kellerton Road lads, them and Animal Nitrate by Sway. Still think we should have had Kellerton Road as our theme tune, but we've had discussions about that before. But anyway, I I love that (laughs) song, actually. That's from Pate's Mouth. That one, and this is the one that got most likes. Just Carl Sargent simply that one about the fellow in the wheelchair. <laughs> so that seems to be a fair favourite for everyone. Yeah, and actually one more uh, POD, which is or Pod as I call them by Kid A, and El Hadj Noof says Stuart May, which I like is what I say. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for replying to those. Um, yeah, it was, it was something I've been planning to post for a while because i just wondered what people's songs are because we don't hear the songs in the recording but we hear the intros and the outros and i've been put on to certain music like rem night swimming by the show and steve as steve once said like he loves to introduce a song to someone that hasn't heard it before and that they will then love it i think the show does more than we think about we think about the comedy and the funny bit because that is important but actually the music's pretty good too well, I know Gary to walk around, you know, off a Saturday afternoon with his uh, earphones in and he just plugs it into the ears of randomers and it just plays Oasis. No, only when they come up to me and say, is that Oasis, by the way? And they're drunk <laughs> anyway. And they say, oh, brilliant. Oh, don't fucking anger. Yeah, can I listen? I don't just go around to random people and <laughs> pop, pop, pop that. Pop that on the... Pop that in. Pop but it's actually... Um, bring it back to Oasis, because Gary is our resident Oasis expert. Ask him anything about Oasis, and he'll... Uh, I would like to test him on that, actually. I think no, we've I, never I, used your Oasis knowledge to, you know, for creative exploitation. I don't get that creative exploitation. I mean, I'm not... You know, you're not going to exploit me for money. We're not going to earn anything off this. So I, I could... Um, I'm pretty good on Oasis, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd know everything, but... I'm I'm almost a bigger fan of Oasis as I am of the XFM shows in the office. So it's just a big part of my life. 
Yeah. Like, um, who's that block party to you? Oh, well, I love block party, as you know. We'll have to play Roy's now, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for staying with us. Hope you've enjoyed the show. I've enjoyed doing it to some extent. Gary, what are you doing for the rest of your afternoon? Um, we're going to chat for half an hour, which will be really fun, and I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm going to do some Thanks. work on my essays, mate. I'm going to go out and um, have some dinner tonight to catch the last of the eat out to help out thing. Going to go for some Chinese food. That's nice, but I didn't ask you what you were doing. No, no, I thought I'd say anyway. If there's any, if there's any dead ducks in the window, I'll go. Uh, why didn't you put your best stuff out in the front? Don't slip <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> and, and for Christ's sake, don't slip on the streets. Thanks for listening, everyone. Do get in touch with us on the usual ways. That's on Twitter at Spinners Podcast, on email spinnerspodcast at gmail.com, and at Gary at 07879. Oh, yeah. We'll give out one digit of my phone number every week. So you've got <laughs> every week to get the whole number. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. And to Ryan, I just want to say, yeah, I did, you know, in, in all seriousness, we do like your rock busters. I know I slagged them off. I don't, I don't want to put him off listening. I don't want to put any listener off listening because we don't have many listeners you can cut that if you want but um anyway yeah thank you that's not that's not everything actually because we're going to meet up right after yeah oh yeah well we always did it live that was all all we this skype is new to us but we we're used to skype now but we never did it on skype we always did it live we haven't met up since february yeah god it's going to be quite the afternoon let's hope we remember it yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't want to remember it, whatever we get up to. Um, but yeah, we'll do a bit of writing, a bit of recording, and yeah, it'll be like the old days. So that'll be next week or the week after, and that'll be Dutch or otherwise, the show that no one likes, but we like doing it, so we we'll just do it for us. But um, yeah, see us, uh, catch us again later this week for a new episode, and we'll see you later. Mm-hmm.